This is a special quick take episode of Pro Football Network's premier fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, BJ Rudell, PFN Fantasy Football Director. Unlike full episodes, quick takes are four to five minutes of deep dive PFN fantasy analysis on a player or subject that matters. The goal is to make us a little bit smarter than our opponents. And as many of you know, uh, fantasy football isn't just my job. Uh, I also compete in leagues just like you. Um, I compete in DFS contests uh, just like some of you. I want to win all of them just like you. And to win, we need to get smarter. We need to work on uh, our peripheral vision, uh, see things others aren't seeing, the blind spots that keep our opponents in the dark. That's what gives us a competitive advantage. So today's quick take is on Michael Thomas. Yesterday, in honor of his 29th birthday, I spent some time digging deeper into my research on him, trying to better understand his realistic value range heading into 2022. There's not one defined value for any player. There are ranges. And Michael Thomas's range happens to be a lot wider uh, than it was, say, two years ago um, when he was an elite top three, maybe top one (laughs) fantasy wideout. Uh, He was a first-round pick in ADP a couple years ago. I mean, this is a guy who was a can't-miss future Hall of Famer. And now two years later, the question is, uh, is he a dynasty difference maker? Is he a redraft difference maker? he's, He's 29 and at a career crossroads. And the big question is, how should fantasy football managers, including dynasty managers, value him in 2022 and beyond? Um, two years ago, he had just wrapped up a season where he earned 33% of the Saints targets. And for context, that's a higher percentage than Cooper Cup did for the Rams this past season. So we're talking about someone who was the offense for all intents and purposes. His 2020 target share among wideouts and tight ends, I'm talking about Michael Thomas here, in 2019 was 48%. So 48% of all targets for all St. Whiteouts and tight ends went to Michael Thomas. That's how dominant he was. And additionally, his 78% career catch rate was higher than nearly every other single season starting wideout catch rate in modern NFL history. I want to really stress that. His career catch rate was higher than just about any other player's highest catch rate in any season ever. So Hunter Renfro this past season, he had an 80.5% catch rate, who was the second highest catch rate in the last 30 years. And who had the highest? Yes, Michael Thomas did. So there's arguably, arguably been never, there's arguably never been as great a start to a receiver's NFL career since maybe Jerry Rice. I want to set that up because Michael Thomas was the guy. So now we fast forward two years and we look at what he could be coming back from all these ankle injuries and any other issues that have impacted him. The team has transformed tremendously. The receiving court is really at a crossroads just like he is. They have salary cap issues. It's hard to know if they're in rebuilding mode or if they are playing for a playoff at this point. And I think a big question is the impact that Drew Brees had on Michael Thomas. That issue of Drew Brees, even though he was on the 
steep downside of his career cannot be overstated. For example, when Ted Ginn first joined the Saints in 2017, he had the best catch rate of his career, 76%. Ted Ginn's career mark, his career catch rate, 54%. Emmanuel Sanders in 2020 had a career-high 74% catch rate compared to a career 62% catch rate. We don't yet know the degree which Breeze elevated Thomas versus Thomas elevating Breeze. We know that Thomas has all world abilities, but here's the thing. If a middling quarterback is throwing to him, can he be a weekly fantasy starter? And we have a small glimpse of that with Taysom Hill, who for all intents and purposes is a middling passing quarterback. He's a great rushing quarterback. He is a middling passing quarterback relative to the quarterbacks in the league. And in 2020, when Taysom Hill started four games uh, in the middle of the season, Michael Thomas had 30 catches for 343 yards. Very good. No touchdowns. Maybe that was a fluke. Maybe in a different situation, he might have gotten a couple scores and he would be a WR1 in terms of, you know, top 12 receiver. But three of those games came against bottom six pass defenses. And against the best defense at the time, the Broncos, he had his worst game, four catches for 50 yards. The Broncos were giving up the sixth most quarterback fantasy points per game that season. So this was not a true um, uh, helpful assessment of Thomas's upside. If he's playing at the best of his ability uh, with a middling quarterback, he played against four pretty bad defenses against the pass. So again, he has all the tools to be elite. The question is, it could take weeks or even months for him to build chemistry with a new quarterback, a new head coach, presumably a new system. He hasn't played a full season for years. Um, uh, There are questions about his durability. Uh, There are questions about uh, particularly what a downgraded quarterback could do, not just to his TD potential, obviously, as the offense across the board could be impacted as we've seen this past year with the saints they're not the same team but in addition whether or not he's going to be fed the ball in a way that's going to get him and you know 78 to 80 percent catch rate or a more generic 68 to 70 percent catch rate or even 65 percent catch rate which is just fine but if you're talking about shaving 20 25 30 catches off of his totals That's the difference between a top 12 receiver and maybe a top 20 to 30 receiver. And that's the issue with Michael Thomas. There's no firm answers. This podcast is not about answers. This podcast, this quick take episode is about understanding the risks. And that until we see what kind of quarterback is going to step into that role in this with the saints. And until we see that Michael Thomas is ready to go in 2022, He's no better than maybe a top 28 to 32 receiver with a chance to get into that top 20 if things break right. Again, I'm BJ Rudell, Pro Football Network, Fantasy Football Director. You can find us at profootballnetwork.com. And please keep in touch with us, and we'll see you next time.